The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. As usual, a big thanks for tuning in to Spin the Rally Pod from Dirtfish.com. I'm Lisa O'Sullivan, rally fan and your host. And in this episode, we're taking time out to remember a big personality whose chance to shine in our sport was cut short. Gareth Roberts died in an accident during the Targa Florio rally in 2012. Better known to many as Jaffa, he was co-driving Craig Breen, who continues to promote his friend's legacy. And ten years on, Craig Breen has been speaking to Dirtfish.com's Colin Clark. Craig, I have to say thank you very, very much for joining us today. We know it's a very, very special day for you. Uh, It's one that we obviously all want to look back on and remember, Gareth, remember Jaffa for what he was, because he was such an enormous character. And uh, You know, we all know what happened that day, um, but a lot of us maybe don't know the backstory between yourself and Jaffa. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us, you know, the first time you came across him. God, uh, it's a long, long time ago now. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was it was quite random. I, 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 and the circumstances of how Jaffa became uh, became available as a co-driver, you know, it, it's crazy when you think about it. But um, obviously Jaffa was with Elfin Evans uh, when uh, when Elfin started his career, um, or let's say it's, it's his proper career, you know, when, when he got into the Fiesta Championships and whatnot. So he had won everything in 2008, would have been, uh, this is when I was still karting. They'd won everything together with Elfin, but uh, Elfin had been a naughty boy on the motorway at some point. Uh, we can talk, I'm sure we can talk all of, all about that now, but uh, yeah, he basically had his license taken away for, for, for a year, which was going to be my first year at rallying. So, um, I saw this, saw this coming on the horizon, um, and uh, sent Jeff uh, a message on Facebook, uh, and, and, and said, Look, I know what's going to happen. Uh, this, I think it was even. You know, it was even before it was properly announced, or you know, it was public that Elfin was going to be off off the road for the year. But I'd kind of already been doing my research and whatnot. So uh, we put a put a message to him and, and said, "Look, would you be interested in doing uh, doing some of the rallies with me next year?" You know, I wanted to do the basically what Elfin had done that that year, the Irish and the UK Fiesta Championship, um, as well as the the World Rumble. But I suppose that that kind of came afterwards. Um, and uh, he was yeah, he was interested straight away. Um, and we were supposed to do like two or three uh, small rallies like during the sort of late December, or early January, February of, of 2009. But a lot of them got cancelled. Um, there was, was supposed to North Humberside was one of them. <clears throat> I remember that got cancelled. It was a storm. It was another rally somewhere else in the UK. It was cancelled. So eventually the first rally that we did together was uh, the Sunseeker Rally. Um, down the, yeah, down right down in the south. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd never met him before the rally. Obviously there was no... No recce for those rallies back then. It was just uh, you know you get the organisers DVD from from Patterson, from the Pattersons back then, and and uh, you know you watch watch the video and away you go. So the first time I met him was the was the Friday afternoon before the rally, and uh, <laughs> I can remember I was uh, we stood in the service park in Bournemouth with uh, with Tom Gann, 
would have looked after all, all my stuff back then, all the rallying back then for me. And uh, obviously, you know, social media w- wasn't as big, wasn't as popular back then. So it was difficult to get proper images of people, uh, you know, before you see them. And I can remember uh, Tom actually spotted him first of all, walking across the servers park. And he said, he's the size of him. <laughs> tiny. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was looking, I said, no, that's not him. <laughs> and he's amazing. He's, he's had no idea he was that small. He's tiny. Um, and then you know, and, and the closer he was getting, I was saying, Jesus, you know what I mean? If it does work out, it's definitely be a good thing because he'll he'll weigh anything. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, he's he's definitely got all the all all the things going for him. So uh, that was the first time I met him. So we into the truck and started doing the doing the onboards and and going through everything and. Um, just from the minute you know he started calling notes, even before he was sat in the rally car with me. Uh, he just had such a natural rhythm and flow of the pace notes, which I think for some unknown reason, a lot of the Welsh uh, co-drivers have it. I don't know it's the rhythm of their accent or something like that, but, you know, uh, and, and Jeff would have been mentored, you know, for a lot of the time uh, from, from the two Phils, from uh, Phil Pugh and Phil Mills. Um, so he was trained by two, you know, great, great co-drivers. And um, I just knew, like I said, inside that truck, listening to him uh, calling on the pace notes that, you know, he was going to be, absolutely everything that I needed so uh, we did did that rally the following day went really well we jumped on a plane that night we did another, another rally back in uh, my home rally in Carrick and Shore on the Sunday afterward uh, in, uh, in a little C2 went really good again and uh, the deal was the deal was done then and he was he was in for the year and um, yeah I, I really did feel like I was on, on the on the monkey's back then you know knowing that I had him by my side especially you know he'd won everything the year before he knew all of uh, all of Elfin secrets, all of Elfin and I wouldn't have secrets. <laughs> uh, I was well, well, you know, well willing to pass them on and try to help me as best I could. So um, it was, yeah, it was great to be able to, to get him on board, um, get him beside me for my first year, and uh, mm. God, we had a we had a blast. You know, but just so much fun. Isn't that one of the most important things, though, Craig? Particularly for young drivers, you know, you've got to have a co-driver who clearly knows his stuff, who knows, you know, knows his way around the regulations, knows how to read the notes. But for someone like you, and you were a baby yourself at the time, you need someone that's going to gel with you in the car that you're going to have a bit of fun with. And, you know, my memories of the two of you together is you never stopped having fun. Yeah, it was like that. You know, whatever it looked like from the outside, it was it was absolutely like that on the inside. It was just a barrel of laughs, honestly. Uh, I think it's something as well, you know, the Welsh and the Irish, there's, there's some bit of a connection there. Uh, you know, Scots as well. You know, I think there's... There's something, there's something there, especially from a humor side of things that we, we, we definitely, you know, fit on the same level. And especially, you know, even with, uh, like I spoke with Tom Gahan before and, and, uh, and all the mechanics and everyone, uh, my own family and friends, you know, it, it just got on from the minute he, he, you know, he spent a bit of time, you know, in their company. He just, he understood the crack straight away. And, you know, that just made it, you know, so much better for me because, you know, not only was I doing these rallies, but I was just spending a bit of time with uh, with my best friend as well. So um, it was, uh, yeah, really, really good times. And, you know, it's it's not easy to get on with our humour. You know, our, our, our humour uh, is, is different than most. Like, and I'll give you an example, like Scott for, you know, Scott probably took, I would say, a good two or three years before he fully understood yeah. what was going on, uh, you know, and, and trying to understand, you know, if someone was, you know, telling a joke, taking the piss out of them or, 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 uh, or they'd been serious. So, Whereas Jeff just straight away he was uh, he, he he was on it so um, yeah that made the that made the whole thing just mm. yeah so much better so much more fun and uh, we were just you know we were in the middle of this kind of journey and and uh, 
you know, working away up through the ranks and working away up through the different championships. But also, it was just uh, it was just a barrel of laugh from, from barrel of laughs from start to finish. And you know, I, I mentioned it earlier. You you need to have all the attributes, you know, to be a great co-driver. And and there are many things that need to click. And there's no question. There is no question. You know, he was one of the very best, wasn't he? One of the very very best. And to have that combination of personality and ability, uh, you know, it, it, we don't see that all the time. We see some really competent co-drivers that maybe don't quite have the personality, or we see some with big personalities that don't quite have the maybe the technical ability with the notes. But Jaffa had both those things. He was a, he was a blessed guy. He had everything, uh, and like I said, you know the weight on the side as well. He just he had everything. He just had everything, uh, you know, on his side to be the to be the perfect co-driver. And uh, like I touched on as well with with uh, with Phil Mills and Phil Pugh and you know other co-drivers as well that sort of nurtured him along the way. He was constantly, constantly, you know, hounding the other co-drivers, trying to get experience and trying to improve himself and make himself better. And um, he. Uh, yeah, it was just I could see it, you know, how much effort he was put put into the whole thing as well, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a pleasure to you know to have him in the car with me, and, and uh, you know, uh, even at that, you know, <clears throat> for the amount of experience that he had back then, you know, he had massive of experience, you know, in, in events sort of outside the British Championship, Irish Irish Championship, so we were learning together. But I always felt like he was, you know, so much further ahead of me, you know, with. Uh, with his preparation and stuff like that, you know, going to the going to the World Championship rallies and especially that first year, you know, we, we set off and done done that Fiesta trophy, the the, the World Championship Fiesta trophy. And, you know, I we were so green, like the whole lot of us were so green going over, but he never led me to believe at any point that, you know, he wasn't fully on top of everything. You know, the little Fecker had done so much work, you know, for months and months beforehand <laughs> and uh, you know and at that point, uh, at that point, you know, Phil Mills was still, you know, was still co-driving himself properly with uh, with Petter, and, and you know, he was he was still just hounding him all the time, trying to be, trying to be, uh, you know, that one step ahead of everyone, and and, uh, and trying to be trying to be the best that he could. So, um, he definitely, you know, made me feel confident whenever I was in the car with him. Yeah, let's talk about that season, Craig, because it, it was quite some season, wasn't it? And it, and it all boiled down to the final rally and the pressure that was on the two of you. Um, you were not easy as a driver, not easy as a co-driver. You came to Wales Rally GB. You needed to win, I think, all but one of the stages to claim the championship. Uh, what what an event that was. And that final stage, the two of you, one of my best memories in rallying, just waiting. And I can't remember who the driver you were waiting for was, but waiting to see whether he could pip your time. Uh, it, it was a heck of a season with an amazing, amazing climax. Yeah, yeah, Egon, Egon Cower. That's it, Egon. How, yeah, how can I forget Egon? Yeah, there we go. Poor, poor guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a horrible situation in some respects because you know there was no second prize, there was no yeah. third prize, there was no nothing. It was, it was all, you know, it was all or nothing. So, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and that was an incredible weekend in, in 2011. Um, it, yeah, we we made it very, very difficult on ourselves. Uh, we were definitely the fastest, uh, the fastest pair during all the season in, in that uh, in, in that championship, but. A few too many mistakes, uh, a mechanical issue or two, uh, and yeah, we definitely put ourselves on the back foot. But um, luckily, uh, and it's still there today, you know that that junior championship, the academy had uh, had a, the, the the bonus uh, points for every stage win, uh, and without that, you know the the thing would have been finished up, I'd say, after two or three rallies. So uh, we were very lucky to have the bonus point system. Um, yeah, just incredible, really. Uh, it's it still gives me goosebumps every time I think about you know the whole situation, you know. 
I don't even know how I managed to get myself into the headspace before the rally to, you know, to, to just knuckle down and try and win all these stages. Um, but yeah, we uh, <clears throat> we just set off into it and, and, and just kept ticking them off stage after stage after stage. Uh, we had to win yeah, 17 stages uh, mm. during the weekend. There wasn't that many more in the rally. So, um, and we just kept ticking them off and ticking them off and ticking them off. And we were getting closer and closer to the end of the rally. And, uh, eventually, it came all the way down to the very last stage. I, lo- I lost one stage on, on the Sunday, uh, on the Sunday morning. Sorry, Saturday morning. We only did Friday, Saturday back then. Um, and uh, that meant, yeah, we had to win every stage from then on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we started Meheron, the last stage of the rally for us, uh, which would have been our favourite stage. Still is probably one of my favourite stages. Um, Jaff's uh, Motor Club were, were running the were running, running the stage, the Tevi Valley, I think. The motor yeah, no, I remember those guys, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah were running the stage. Um, and I can remember, obviously, typical, uh, you know, that part of Wales, absolutely no phone signal, you know, obviously no radios, we had no nothing back then to figure out what was going on. So we were finishing, we were finishing a stage and then, you know, having to wait to get to the next stage, uh, you know, and you might you might have a little bit of a delay that you could go back to the academy cars and, and see if we won the stage but if not we had no idea but i remember sat at the start line in in in, in Meheron and uh jaff shouted over uh and his lovely welsh didn't understand what i think he was saying but uh he was asking could they could he radio back to the stop car in uh in in sweet lamb which was the stage before uh and get the get the stage times of all the academy people and just make sure that we won it because obviously if we'd lost the stage you know we can trundle away we're leading the we're leading the event at that point by i don't know about two minutes two or three minutes uh you know and if we didn't win the stage then we just drive away on through and win the rally and that'd be it um but with about 30 seconds to go on here a guy came back in again and he said no, 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 in welsh but i understood what he meant um <laughs> uh, that we yeah uh, we had we had won the stage and we we're still in it so and I can remember Jack putting, up, putting the window back up again. And uh, I can't remember what he said, but something like that. We won that one as well or something. But there was no excitement about it. It was more like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now it's all down to this one. So um, I had 30 seconds to, to, to or we had 30 seconds to ponder about how the hell are we going to keep ourselves, you know, controlled through here with half a million euros on, on the line. That was the prize back then. It was no, no complications, no, you know, it was... Absolutely, you know, black and white on a piece of paper, five hundred thousand euros if you win, if you win the, if you win the championship. So, um, I was fortunate that it was that stage, uh, and you know, it was a stage that I knew very, very well. And um, still to this day, you know, drivers talk about the flow and the rhythm and all these things. You know, they might talk about when you know they're doing it in World Rally cars or, you know, maybe an R5 cars or something, but still one of the most you know naturally best stages I've ever driven was that stage in in, uh, in Maryland because. I just went to a different place in my mind and uh, I just got the head down and, and started to push and push and push. And, um, I had the thing at some ridiculous, ridiculous angles. Uh, I can I can remember, I still have the onboard of it. I still pull it out every so often, have a look just to just to, 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 uh, to remember it. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was just so, so nice, you know, to, to be heading down to that stage with my best friend at, at my side. You know, the two was trying to fight on to win this half a million euros. That would have basically, you know, pushed us on to the next step of our, of our careers. It would have been, I would say, quite difficult without that. Um, and uh, yeah, the way that the whole thing just worked out in the end was was just magical. You couldn't have scripted it any better. You really couldn't, because you know, I remember being there. We might, we might have some audio. Listen, I tell you what, I'm going to play some audio now. Uh, listen to this. It was just one of my absolute 
highlights of 20 years at stop blinds. Here we go. Car in front of them stopped. Car in front of Cora stopped. So we'll, we'll wait and see that nice slow cord. Bexy, Bexy, I've got, I've got Craig here. Let's find splits in. 1.8 slower, Craigie boy, 1.8 slower. Yeah! No, no, not yet. Not yet, not yet. That's the final split. There's still a way to go. We think that Craig So you made no, that is the last split. So you made no mistakes in there. You drove the perfect stage. Yeah. 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 Not yet, Harry Hunt. Ago, you'd have never thought you'd have found yourself in this position waiting at the final stop line in Wales, knowing that half a million euros, a life changing sum, is there for you. A couple of rallies ago, no chance. Sat on the side of the road in Portugal, side of the road, way off the road in Portugal, thinking this is it, academy over. Sat in here, no finish. I said, this is definitely over. And look at us here now. You know, look at me two years ago, I was racing cards, no interest in that, no vision of going to rally, and now, now I'm here. It's, from that audio it was that weight it was that interminable weight because core started so many cars behind you didn't he and you had to sit and wait for his time jaffa was like a cat on a hot tin roof i remember that you, you couldn't you couldn't keep him still could you he was all over the place back goes and forwards to the radio um tell me your memories of that and what was it was it 10 minutes 15 minutes it was something like that wasn't it uh, I can't remember the minutes, but I remember it was a 23-1 was, was Egon's time, and our time was 17 or 18 or something. Now, to be fair to him, he got stuck behind the car at the end of the stage, uh, and he lost a couple of he lost a couple of seconds there. We wore up on him on the splits, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I take that one still, as it was a fair enough deal. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously we you know we were leading the rally by so much because we had to keep pushing and keep winning the stages that we we had, you know amassed a huge lead. So that meant the running order was was kind of skewways and we're way ahead of everyone else. So. Uh, we had to we had to sit and wait for oh that's the ten minutes you were referring to. yeah it was about ten minutes yeah ten yeah. or fifteen minutes before Egon came through um, 
and it was horrible. It was absolutely <laughs> horrible. Uh, you know, no phone signal, so our only way of knowing how we're getting on was was through yourself, uh, yourself and Bex, uh, who were following the splits, and um, it was just like a horrible feeling in your stomach because you can't do anything at that point. You know, there's nothing that you can do. You've done, you've done the job, uh, and you know, if if we were to lose it, then I think it would have absolutely destroyed me, uh, especially there, especially on that stage, it would have destroyed me if, if he beat it. So, um, you know, sitting and waiting for the splits to come in. And then I knew we got a split, you know, I think it put seven or eight Ks from the end uh, and we were up on him then, you know, three or four seconds up on him then. And I said, absolutely no chance in hell he's going to take any time out of us between here and the end of the stage because it was my favourite, favourite part of the stage. In fact, myself and Jeff ran out of petrol on it one year, which is a whole other story altogether. <laughs> um, and I can remember having to run that road uh, up and down to get a jerry can. And so I knew I know every blade of grass on that on that piece of road. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I knew once once that was in, then it's okay, we've, we've got a fair chance of this now. So, uh, But then obviously still a bit of anxiety, a bit of uh, a bit of tension, and then Julian Porter was there, and he went in the back of the back of the van, the white van, the timing van, and, and uh, I remember he came out and read the time, you know, half a second or a second to register it, uh, and then yeah, the realization that we uh, we had done it, so just unbelievable, yeah. And I think all the pressure that I had stored somewhere, uh, you know, for all the weekend just kind of came squirting out of all, <laughs> out of all angles. I lost my voice, uh, everything, uh, you know, because I think. I, yeah, like I said, I, I I'd done something with the pressure. I I I still to this day don't know how, but just managed to put it to the back of my mind, and then you know finally it was uh, it was all done, and, and uh, you know uh, a life changing moment definitely. It really was, and you at that point you boys were set for great things, weren't you? Set for great things, you know. You you were a wonderful team, and then that that terrible day ten years ago, um, you know. If, how much, Craig, how much do you think losing Jaffa held you back in terms of your career? Um, I know it was an enormous blow to you, and, and I saw you on a number of events when you, you made your comeback, and uh, your bravery was astonishing, was quite astonishing. How you managed to get through some of those stages is still beyond me. But how much do you think losing Jaffa held, held you back personally in terms of your development and your career? In my career, I guess it's it's difficult to say exactly how much it had me back. Personally, it it uh, it killed me. Uh, it, it destroyed me, you know, because we just we shared so much, you know, so much fun and enjoyment, and that sense of adventure and journey was something that I shared with him. Um, and when he was no longer part of that, it it really did destroy me. Uh, I have to say, and, and uh, from a career point of view it definitely took I still struggle to this day and you know mm. in, in some respects it still holds me back you know the incident itself I, I still think holds me back a little bit but you know I try my best to, to, to get around it but not not having Jaff at my side it, mm. it definitely took a long time for me to get back get back on my feet again and uh, you know obviously I, I, had, I had Paul you know was straight into the car after that um, which was uh, an incredibly incredibly difficult job um, you know what I mean and I don't think anyone realizes, you know, just how delicate I was when Paul got in and done those those first couple of rallies after the accident. You know, I was only what 22 years of age, and I would say a very immature and delicate 22, you know, 22 years old kid. Um, and the, the the job that he did with me, you know, to, to keep me on the straight and narrow, and you know, we still managed to go on and win that that title that year, the, the WRC two or the SWRC title as it was back then. So, um, 
I still managed to, you know, creep my way up along the ladder. Uh, you know, I still managed to, you know, slowly but surely, uh, you know, work a way up. Um, and, you know, I'm still climbing away, sneaking up that ladder step by step as, as the years go on. But, you know, perhaps the circumstances around the accident, you know, not having Jaff there, perhaps perhaps it did shape, you know, the, the slope of, of my progression uh, in, in, in some respects. And, you know, uh, those huge flashes of speed that were very simple to do, uh, you know, back uh, back in the earlier part of my career, perhaps became that a little bit more difficult to, uh, you know, to, 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 to take out. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I st- at the end of the day, we've still managed to, you know, I've still managed to get to where I want to go on the, uh, you know, on the journey. Uh, perhaps not as quick as I might have, might have liked it, but, uh, you know, we've still managed to get there. But honestly, just from a personal point of view, uh, and you know, no disrespect to, to Paul or to Scott or anyone that's been there along the way, it just would have been so, you know, such a feeling of of, of completion, uh, you know, to, to finish that journey, you know, with Jeff uh, and, and to arrive at the pinnacle because, you know, we were both so motivated together to do it. We were both so dedicated, you know, that he deserved it. Uh, you know, we deserved it as a team, but he, he deserved it, you know, more than anything else. Um, it's obviously, you know, one of the biggest, biggest regrets that I have, you know, apart from the loss of a friend, apart from the loss of anything, it's just that we didn't, you know, physically, you know, and I know he's there with me. I know every rally I do, you know, he's he's there hanging on in the background. Um, but it just would have been so sweet for us to, to both realise that dream together. Yeah. I know I know that you take him with you in the car. I know you do. Because, you know, we see it in the little gestures. We, see it, we hear it in what you say at stage ends. And I know you're a, a spiritual sort of guy, Craig. Do you genuinely feel his spirit with you? Do you feel his guiding hand? And that might sound a bit deep, but but I, I believe in that sort of thing. Do you feel him there with you? You know, when you're driving, do you feel him there on a daily basis with you? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's on a daily basis, but for sure there's been periods of time, periods of time where there's been stages or stuff that's happened where I felt him really, really close. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's been there's been definitely times where, you know there's some sort of a presence or there's, there's something that just makes me feel like hey, you're really here, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't yeah. get rid of you that easy. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's there hanging all, all the time. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a special, special feeling, yeah, mm. you know, I have to say. And, and uh, there's been, like I said, more than, more than one occasion. Uh, I can still remember one occasion, absolutely crystal clear in, in, uh, in Meheron. Um, one of the first times we did it again, oh, well, no, it would have been two or three years after in the R5 car and the 208, uh, which was an absolute, you know, horrible, horrible car to drive. You know, it, 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 I could never, I don't think anyone could get the grips of it, but especially in that rally, uh, you know, it was such a difficult, horrible thing to drive. You know, it just wasn't fast at all. And I remember just that stage went in there and we absolutely cleaned everyone, uh, myself and Scott. And I remember... I remember getting emotional in the stage, and I remember when I, you know, between the flying finish and the stop car, just going, "My God, I felt you so close to me there." I really felt like, you know, we were back in that little R2 car again, you know, flinging away down the hill. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh it's special, you know, and I take that as something positive. I take that as something that, you know, nobody else can have those those moments and those feelings. So, I hope they continue for for a long time to come. No, I am with you on that. I I, I you know. I, when we lose people that we love in life, they're there for us. And do you know what I was just thinking when you were talking about that? You know, uh, those of us who have lost people close to us, but when we think about them, and, and as you say, it might be a daily basis, it might be once or twice a week, whatever it is, 
there's generally a picture that comes into your mind when you think about them and when you feel their presence. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about my dad at this moment, and you know, I have a picture of my dad in my mind. It's always the same one. It's always the same one. It's a happy picture. Um, what is the picture that you've got in your mind of Jaffa when you think of him? Um, there's there's two. Uh, one is is the <clears throat> on the the finish ramp, or just just heading up to the finish ramp of uh, of Rally GP that year that we've won the we'd won the, the SWR or the won, won the academy. And we're sat in the boot of the car, uh, just the boot open, and we're two of us are sat in the boot and uh, just getting ready to go over the ramp. And then there's been a big night in in uh, in Bill Wells the night before. I can remember we were just saying like, you know, can you believe that we've done it? You know, and he was curly hat kind of half sticking up the top on the top of his head. And I can still remember I remember that one. You know, as, as vivid as anything. And the second one, and I know a lot of people have the same image as well, is the one of him hanging out the hanging out the the door of the. Of the Fiesta in Sardinia, uh, <laughs> when we're driving back with three wheels on us, or fifty yeah. kilos of them trying to trying to make a to make a yeah a little bit less weight on the rear of the car. And I can st- I I have my own image of me looking across and seeing them hanging out, kind of half look, laughing at him, saying, "What the hell are you doing? Like that's doing absolutely nothing." <laughs> and then the footage of the of the camera crew behind, you know, of him, you know, like something out of Top Gun Maverick, you know, looking out at the hair, you know, <laughs> blow, blowing in the wind. Uh, <laughs> that that's what that's what it always uh, yeah. yeah always stays in my mind as well and I know a lot of people always talk about that one as well when he's when he was hanging out the window of the of the little R two so yeah it's really important isn't it it's really important to have those lovely thoughts and those lovely memories Craig um I, I just have to thank you thank you again for for your honesty thank you for your openness and 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 thank you for allowing us to talk to you and to remember Jaffa in such a, a wonderful way. No, a pleasure. Uh, you know, anytime I get to talk about him is is, is something positive. Uh, you know, little man was made not to be forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. That was uh, that was something that I, I I understood very very quickly. You know, and especially after the accident as well. You know, everyone everyone has their own little memories, their own little stories of Jack. You know, uh, he was a cheeky uh, cheeky little faker. Uh, you know what I mean? He he get up to he get up to all sorts. You know, people have so many little stories about him. He was just barrel of fun laughs um and then had all the professional side and and, and the attributes of, of uh, the absolute utmost uh, you know world world championship material code whatever uh, all mixed into one so anytime i get to talk to talk about him in the future you know i'll i'll grab it with both hands um don't people forget him uh i know that that uh, you know his memory lives on i know that uh, that die is is uh, is working also very hard on the on the memorial fund as well and um, you know they they do some great work. They've helped out you know a lot of people you know within the within motorsport uh, you know to get themselves back on their feet after accidents and whatnot over the years. So um, you know that's great that you know his, his memory and his name lives on with that. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously Dai is still uh, is still co-driving himself uh, very successfully. I might add in, in, in the British Championship now. Um, I've got a godson out of it, little Jack. Uh, you know Dai's uh, Dai's boy. So. Um, I still feel very connected with the whole family. Um, I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, to have struck up a great relationship, not only with uh, with Jack, but as all his family. Happy that it's still, uh, you know, it still continues to this day. And uh, yeah, I was just lucky to spend so much time. Craig Breen, thank you very much indeed.